Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Now it's time to take a sports break, a look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports History Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your place for all things great in sports history. And welcome to a sports break as we will take a look at some of the great events and people associated with the date of April 28th in sports history. We have quite a few to talk about, some Hall of Fame birthdays, some great events and milestone moments. And we'll get to all of it in just a moment after we tell you about our newsletter. Our newsletter comes out each and every day around 6.30 a.m. Eastern, and it tells you everything is going on in the pig pen. That's Jersey Dispatch, Pigskin Dispatch, Orville Mulligan Sports Writer, and many items from the Sports History Network as well, as well as our podcasts that come from all of our websites. And we'd love to have you join us each and every morning. Get your day off, get that cup of joe in you, and get some good sports history and know what's going on in the pig pen. So, you can sign up very easily. Go to the show notes of this very podcast or go to the top of pigskindispatch.com or jerseydispatch.com and look for sign up for email and uh, have that email newsletter each and every day. So make sure you do that and uh, let's get into our sports history for this 28th of April. What a day it is. Uh, spring is shining. You know, it's a uh, traditionally coming out and warming up. Everybody has a little bit different. We're having some really crazy weather this past year, so it's hard to say what weather was going to hit. Uh, but we have some birthdays that are on April 28th, and we'll start off in the baseball realm. In April 28th, 1964, in Cincinnati, Ohio, very appropriately born, was Baseball Hall of Fame shortstop Barry Larkin. Larkin played for his hometown Cincinnati Reds for his entire career. 1986 to 2004, never had to leave home, and Barry made the most of his baseball career in the majors as he was named to nine Silver Slugger Awards, three Gold Glove Awards, and the 1995 National League Most Valuable Player Award. He was selected to the Major League All-Star Game 12 times in his career and is one of the top Major League Baseball players that have ever worn that jersey number 11. We go from the hardball diamonds to the ice of hockey. And Nicholas Lidstrom was born April 28, 1970 in Kriblo, Sweden. He's a Hockey Hall of Fame defenseman that played 20 seasons in the National Hockey League for the Detroit Red Wings from 1991 all the way through the 2012 season in which he captained for the final six seasons of his career in the Red Wings. He was called by the nickname of the perfect human. Lidstrom was on four Stanley Cup championship teams, made 12 NHL All-Star squads, and won one Calm Smythe Trophy, and the Red Wings never missed the playoffs during his entire career. The longest in league history for a player never missing the playoffs. That is some tremendous uh, items there for the great uh, Mr. Lidstrom, and happy birthday Mr. Larkin as well. We'll get into some of our football birthdays here in a little bit when we jump over to Pigskin Dispatch. 
but let's give you some of our day's events and we'll change it up a little bit. Let's go to our visits of our websites we love to go to. How about nba.com for some great professional basketball uh, inspiration for April 28th. And on this date in 1979, Oscar Robertson wearing a number one jersey became the first Milwaukee Buck to be inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Robertson, who helped the Bucks to the franchise's only NBA title in 1971, finished his career with 26,710 points and 9,887 assists. Quite a great basketball player in Mr. Oscar Robertson. That is definitely for sure. And how about we go over to thisdayinbaseball.com. They have uh, great events for each day of the baseball season. I think they may have it for the entire year as well. And they have uh, just a plethora of April 28th events throughout the uh, you know, 100-some-plus years of baseball, like 150 years, I think. And let's just go to a couple of those. And in April 28th, 1930, the first night game in history of organized baseball is played in Independence, Kansas City. Uh, Independence, Kansas, I'm sorry. The Muskegee Chiefs defeated the Independence Producers by the score of 13-3 to in uh, a game that evening. That uh, was a, a quite a big event, a sure sign of things to come. And in 1934 in the state, the great Goose Goslin grounds into four consecutive double plays. Uh, very uncanny for him. He was a, a pretty good hitter. In 1954, Alex Kellner of the Philadelphia Athletics allowed only a single by Wayne Terwilliger in the eighth inning in a 7-0 shutout over the Washington Senators at Griffith Stadium. That's all from thisdayinbaseball.com. They have uh, some great uh, events for you to look at for this April 28th, and you'll certainly want to take a look at those and uh, enjoy that website just like we did and we try to go to another website each and every day our friend jay daniel that wrote the great book sud series he has the 80s baseball.com and we'd love to go and look at his site as well because he has some uh calendar day events uh from people that played in the 80s and had something pertain to them on the date and april 28th is our date in question today of course, he talks about Barry Lark and the birthday, which we already mentioned. Uh, but he also has some weird plays. These are some of our favorites. 1989, he has a pair of really odd plays. First of all, on the 28th uh, of April 1989, Mitch Williams recorded a save without throwing a pitch. He entered the game against the Padres with two outs in the ninth inning and picked off Carmelo Martinez at second base to end the game. I think that's every pitcher's dream to get a save without throwing a pitch. At that same day in Boston, we had the Red Sox draw 13 walks in a game against the Rangers, but they lost the game 7-6. to So that's uh, some pretty weird stuff. He's got some more details on that Boston game, as well as some great uh, birthdays and some big days uh, for some players 80sbaseball.com forward slash April 28th and you will go right into Jay Daniels uh, great uh, site of excellent baseball from the 1980s decade now let's go to our website and talk about some April 28th dates and some jersey numbers April 28th 1901 Cleveland Blues pitcher Bach Baker had a really bad day on the mound. The left-hander gave up a record 23 singles for the Chicago White Sox hitters at Old Southside Park near Chicago. It's not hard to believe 
that with the Horde 5.63 ERA for the day, that the Sox beat the Blues by the score of 13-1. But it is hard to imagine that Bach pitched all eight innings without relief in a road loss. Come on, Skipper, bring in that fresh arm. Let's get to the bullpen a little earlier. What do you say? April 28, 1956, the Cincinnati Reds outfielder Frank Robinson, number 20, belted his first of what would be 586 home runs as the Reds doubled up the Chicago Cubs by the score of 8-4 to four that day. And we go to a Hall of Fame pitcher. At the ripe old age of 41 in 1961, on the 28th of April, was Warren Spahn, who wore number 21. He threw his second career no-hitter as he and the Milwaukee Braves defeated the San Francisco Giants 1-0. Remember, this is a Giants lineup that included Willie McCovey, Willie Mays, and some other great hitters. Uh, Definitely a force to be reckoned with, but Warren Spahn was no slouch, even in his 40s. Could throw that uh, ball over the plate, and he certainly did that day. Now, we want to go over to celebrate some great football history and how about a hall of fame birthday from pigskindispatch.com college football hall of famer no, uh, bill enyart uh, he was born april 28 1947 in pahuska oklahoma and he was the big fullback from oregon state uh, beavers that played from 1966 to 1968 he was often referred to by his nickname earthquake in part because of his thundering a very punishing style of running the ball according to National Football Foundation he was a linebacker at first and had that mindset of the backer it started him off even when he got on the offensive side of the ball he still with the ball in his hands he still wanted to hit somebody perfect example of this was a story where in a game against Utah one season when the Beavers had to start a quarterback with little experience they handed the earthquake the ball 50 times and he pushed the pile to 299 yards on the ground in 1967 Oregon State squad was known as the giant killers because they brought down the powerhouses such as number two Purdue number one USC and tied number two UCLA Enhart impressively displayed a 135-yard performance on 24 carries in the upset of the top-ranked USC Trojans that year. He was an All-American as a senior, an All-Pac-8 conference player, an academic and All-American as well. And he got uh, entered into the College Football Hall of Fame at his induction in 2011, and he uh, ended up going in the NFL in the 1969 NFL Draft the Buffalo Bills and played three seasons with the Bills and the Oakland Raiders and we'd love to remember these great uh, players like that. Uh, also another Hall of Fame birthday for this day of April 28th and that comes in the form of uh, Wilson Whiteley. Uh, the University of Houston defensive tackle was born in 1955 in the state. Uh, National Football Foundation tells of how Wilson was a two-time All-American who led a very feisty defense. Wilson Whitley received the great honor of being selected for inclusion in the College Football Hall of Fame in 2007, and he played in the NFL for seven seasons with the Cincinnati Bengals. Now we have a little bit of football news. We had some drafts. It's draft season. You know, the draft is going on right now in 2023. Well, it also took place in 1987, and a top pick by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was quarterback from University of Miami, Vinny Testaverde. He ended up playing for 21 seasons, uh, though he did not play long with the Bucs. Um, he ended up playing for seven different franchises, threw for over 46,000 yards, 275 touchdown throws, and he's not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, 
but one of his classmates in this draft in 1987 did get a gold jacket. Purdue corner Rod Woodson was a 10th overall pick by the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Woodson played 17 seasons himself, uh, picking off 71 passes in the process and scoring 15 touchdowns between the interceptions, fumbles, and kick returns. Some uh, great players there, and uh, Shane Conlon and Jerome Brown were some others that uh, aren't in the Hall of Fame, but uh, very good players. 2007 had a draft this day also, uh, at least the first round. LSU quarterback Jamarcus Russell was the first pick by the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Hall of Fame wide receiver Calvin Johnson, known as Megatron, was the second overall selection by the Detroit Lions. And so far, the only other person has made it into the uh, Hall of Fame is Joe Thomas, who uh, goes in. And uh, But we have some other great players from that. Darrell Revis, uh, who, well, I think maybe Revis might have gone in this year, too. I might be incorrect there. Adrian Peterson is another one. I don't think he's eligible yet. He's played quite a bit. Uh, we had another draft, 2011. Auburn quarterback Cam Newton was the first pick by the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Vaughn Miller was the second pick by Denver. And Marcel Darius, Buffalo Bills, third choice. And uh, Patrick Peterson, A.J. Green, Julio Jones, and uh, Alden Smith were some other great players chosen there. And uh, just to mention, J.J. Watt was the 11th pick from the Houston Texans in that draft. 2016 was another NFL draft. Cal quarterback Jared Goff was the first pick by the LA Rams, uh, followed by Carson Wentz, Joey Boza, Ezekiel Elliott, and Jalen Ramsey uh, to go off that top five. And uh, in 2018, on the 28th of uh, April, Shaquem Griffin is the first one-handed person to be drafted in the NFL for the Seattle Seahawks. And that is your sports history for today. We thank you for joining us. I hope you join us each and every time that uh, we have this air and uh, learn some more great sports history. And in the meantime, till next time, have a great sports history day. Sorry, but my pitching coach just called timeout. He's coming out to the mound. I think I'm going to get yanked for a reliever. We'll see you back tomorrow for some more great sports history on Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. Get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians. You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. 
how about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast. <laughs>